doing tonight. Welcome to Blog Talk Radio and Vibe Time with Jerry. And we have our special guest on here from PSI Paranormal, Joshua Ford tonight, and my co-host, David Flowers. Hey, everybody. (laughs) Hope everybody out there is doing good. And as usual, unfortunately, I have to fix my pages because every week it goes right into only me for some reason and stays there until I fix it before people can see the freaking comments. So Joshua has been on our show before. It's been a few months. Yes, ma'am. And we um, enjoyed having him on so much we wanted him to come back. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Hi, Kimberly. So how have you been doing? You know, I've been uh, hanging in there fair to Midland, I reckon. start getting into some asking some of my questions but you know you gotta you gotta at least do an introduction of what what you do because there are I do have some new people on here okay so uh, basically for me I am a psychic medium paranormal investigator big slash in between there Um, I've been doing paranormal investigations for roughly about 20 years the psychic mediumship has been the last few years I've been developing that more and and uh, using that gift, but I've had it my entire life. Uh, had experiences since I was a child, and uh, for me, it was more. I thought everybody could do what I was experiencing, and uh, it wasn't until I was it was later in life that I that I realized that not everybody could see and hear the things that I was seeing. Uh, but other than that, we. Uh, I'm the founder of. Paranormal Science Investigators, and we're based here in Mississippi. Our members are from Central to North Mississippi. We investigate like the rest of them, maybe a little different. (laughs) How was that? Did that work? Yeah, that worked just fine. (laughs) All right. (laughs) We could get into lots of subjects because you're really, um, your main platform is on TikTok, correct? It is. And how do people find you there? 
if you want to find me on TikTok, it is paranormal underscore investigators. Uh, you'll see yellow lettering that says PSI uh, as my kind of my logo. And uh, it's the same on YouTube, but everybody tells me they have a hard time finding me on YouTube. But it's the same on YouTube, paranormal underscore investigators. Um, and I have a podcast called Paranormal Unveiling, and you can find that on all of your uh, podcast apps like Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, everything but Apple, hmm. which I still can't figure out why I can't get on Apple. But, uh, yeah, that's, that's how you can find me. Um, I, do, I do spiritual, paranormal investigation, um, and that sort of thing. If you're interested in that, give me a follow. Yeah, because that's how that's how I found you was on TikTok. Right. Yeah. Now, yeah, when yeah. your videos popped up, and I was like, oh, this looks pretty interesting. And then I just yeah. started following, and you put out some pretty interesting videos out on TikTok. So I was like, huh, he's going to have to be a guest on the show. Right. And that's how all that came about. Hey, Ronnie. <laughs> hey, Ronnie. I uh, hey, Ronnie. I, I kind of do a, a lot of different stuff. I, I hate to be just involved into the paranormal because, you know, in life you have to have a little bit of fun too. So, mm-hmm. um, but I do do a lot of spiritual type stuff, you know, reflection, um, listening to the universe, and uh, trusting your own intuitions kind mm-hmm. of videos. But uh, when we do investigations, I post it, you know, all of our evidence and stuff like that on there. So. I do that on YouTube and uh, TikTok, but TikTok is kind of my main platform, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I keep track of track of the stuff on TikTok that I do. Some of it goes between Reiki, and some of it goes between right. the Manor House, of course. Um, so I try to, I've I've put a couple of things in there about essential oils because I'm trying to get that on my um, podcast too. But you know, I try to keep it branded with certain stuff right yeah i i, I try to keep it within my my wheelhouse of yeah. the, the mediumship and the investigations um but every once in a while you gotta have fun right so yeah. you gotta put a goofy video out or something like oh, that oh yeah definitely yeah you know, kimberly's all game. over the place that's what she said i'm all over the place right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah mostly yeah. in facebook jail though you know, I spent a lot of time in Facebook jail for, like, the dumbest stuff. Yeah, she stays in and, Facebook jail. I'm surprised she's been out this long. Uh, I mean, I have a Facebook, but I hardly ever use it. Uh, most of the time it's just to keep up with old friends, you know, see what they're doing. I don't really post a whole lot just because every time I did, I don't know if somebody was recording me or the algorithm was like, no, you can't say that. Mm-hmm. So I would end up, you know. A week in jail, 30 days in jail. Yeah. Kimberly's so used to being in jail, we need to actually have Facebook bells bond because. <laughs> right. She be out. Yeah, she stays in jail. Like, she has a 500-day card or something, you know. Like, when, I don't see her, when I don't see her post, I don't even have to ask anymore. I'm like, oh, she got right. put in jail. Same thing with my friend David Fetro. Same same deal. He says one wrong thing, and I don't see him for the longest time, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> this he'll mess right. with me. I got put in jail. I'm like, oh. I have a few friends. They have, uh, you know, they've got four or five different accounts, 
Yeah. Because it seems like they'll be in Facebook jail on one, and then they start posting on another, and it just kind of, by the time they've gotten banned on the last account, the first account's out of Facebook jail, so. Yeah. Yeah, that's what, yeah, that's really what Curly said, dude, dumb stuff. <laughs> I stay away from TikTok if government is banning it from government phones and devices. You have to wonder why. Oh, I love my TikTok. <laughs> well, TikTok changed after they started talking about, um, I think President Trump kind of started pushing that issue. Um, so TikTok started basing some of their facilities here in the U.S., and change some of their policies on their information collection, so it's a little different than it was at the time. But mm-hmm. uh, I, I like TikTok, but TikTok is a dumpster fire. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. Mm-hmm. There's just I like the good people on TikTok, but the, there's a lot of you know trolls on TikTok. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I like TikTok simply because of some of the information that is put out there, though, that you just don't see on Facebook because Facebook has gotten to the point they're so picky. If you try to put one thing natural up there or holistic, they call it fake and rip it down, and then they put you on a notice for doing it, whereas TikTok doesn't really do that. And there's a lot of informative stuff out there that, our government doesn't want us to know about as far as how to heal ourselves through things like energy work, through herbs and holistic medicines, and they don't like that because it puts the big pharmaceutical companies out of business. And, you know, I mean, that's just my my thing with TikTok. My stuff mostly focuses on health stuff and, of course, paranormal stuff too. Right, right. Yeah. And, and, you know, here's the, here's the thing is, is uh, my wife and I, we practice a lot of holistic you know, homestead-type medicine, mm-hmm. um, things, you know, back in the day, they didn't have doctors and medications like they did, but they they healed themselves. Right. And they did that from the land, and uh, we practice a lot of that, and I don't think people understand how effective it is. Yeah. How yeah. really effective. Like, I had a, a an infection, like an ear infection, and so we did some stuff, and I don't really put it out there because, you know, everybody has their own idea of what's you're supposed to do, and you could ask 10 people the same question and get 10 different answers, right. you know, right. so, uh, but, you know, I do stuff like the honey garlic, mm-hmm. um, we make uh, the fire water, I can't think of the name of it. Fire cider? Yeah, fire mm-hmm. cider. Mm-hmm. Um, Kimberly makes a good one. Uh, my wife made a batch, and it came out awesome, like, once it was done, you know, we had to add the honey in there, and, and uh, she goes, well, try it. I put, I put quite a bit in there. Try this. And, I mean, I tried it, and I was like, you need more honey. But she, we, we fixed it, but it came out really good. And I don't think I don't think people understand how much mm-hmm. the earth can heal you. For every ailment, there is something on earth that can fix it. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I used Kimberly's Fire Cider. I tried to make my own, but I didn't like the way it, the color of my batch turned out. It just looked kind of weird, so it's actually sitting outside. <laughs> oh, really? What, what color did it come out? I don't know. It just came out this weird color, and it didn't look like Kimberly, so I said, fuck really? that, and then put it put it outside, afraid to drink it because I don't want to poison anybody, so I'll just right. take her fire cider, you know, it right. really works. 
say, Kimberly said body chemistry is very important. I I agree. Um, I think certain people have a kind of predisposition yeah. to heal easier. Um, I I feel like I'm kind of in between there, where I'm very tolerant of a lot of things, and I think it's a little harder. Um, I ended up having to take more than most people, you know, do. You take a shot of that that fire cider and. I've got to take 10 for some reason for it to help me, but my wife takes one shot and she's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, all I need is one shot of that and I'm and I'm good to go. And then I take um, cayenne pepper and mix that in with honey and turmeric because I'm trying to keep the these heart vessels opened here. Uh-huh. And, yeah, that, that works very well. I mean, you feel it. You want to talk about filling your vessels open up, that'll do it. Right. My wife did a... Uh, she practiced more of the, the herbalistic type stuff. Um, I I share it with her, um, but uh, she did a uh, dandelion tincture, mm-hmm. and uh, hey, I was Susan. actually having some swelling, and uh, and tried to do some of that uh, dandelion tincture that she made, and the swelling went away. Yeah. Like it helped the blood vessels themselves. No, and I'll go out and pick them dandelions too. I'll just I'll just pick them and wash them off and eat them because they lower your blood pressure real quick. <laughs> like I said, stuff they don't want us to know. The leaves of them make a great salad. Yeah, I've, we I've, have volunteer dandelions everywhere. Yeah, um, we have all kinds of stuff here in the south. We got pulp. If you pick early and cook it right, um, dandelion. We we've, we've got. We've got everything just kind of grows wild around our place. But, uh, you know, I could walk outside and find, you know, 20 different things that uh, that you can use holistically. Right. John Stevens, I thought about you the other day when I saw this pole in a basement. In the manor house. That's the manor house. So I thought, gee. This has a pole with John Stevens' name written all over it. Oh. Sorry, I had to change subject real quick. I saw John Stevens come on, and first thing I thought about was the pole. <laughs> I get a big wow on that one. <laughs> but, yeah, um, it amazes me what's what's put out there, and like I said, Facebook and even Instagram, for that matter. Those two are, those two platforms are two totally different platforms compared to all the natural stuff from TikTok. Right. Yeah. Right. So there are, there's been a few times where where I've listened to somebody who's who's doing. Uh, holistic medicine with, you know, natural source, and I've seen their video, and I'm like, do not put that in there. That will make you sick, because what they think that plant is, is not what that plant is. <laughs> and <laughs> I'm going, um, like, we have, I've got an acre of that growing in my in my pasture. That's not what you think it is. Please do not pick that and stick it in your stuff. But for the most part, there's a lot of good stuff out there to try. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, 
I thought the cayenne pepper, honestly, with the with the um, honey, I thought that was going to burn my stomach because I do have an ulcer there, and I really thought that it was going to burn it up, but it really didn't. It took it actually took care of it and soothed it. You know, it's it's really weird. There are ways to that uh, holistically you can supposedly cure ulcers and stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't have any, so I, I I've never tried it, but. Um, I've had people tell me that they tried this or that or, you know, the other thing. And, well, uh, cayenne pepper is one of them. Is it really? Yeah. Yeah. You know, the crazy thing is I use cayenne pepper in a lot of my cooking anyway. So mm-hmm. I'll send so. you the video that I found about cayenne pepper and the benefits that I can't think of the lady's name, but she's an older woman. Um, and it's not Posh Mama on Facebook, or excuse me, Instagram, it's somebody else, but she was a teacher of um, medicine, and that is supposed to lower blood pressure, help with ulcers and all kinds of stuff, and it can actually stop a heart attack dead in its tracks, according to her, that you should carry it around wherever you go, because if you take it and you mix it with water, and somebody, let's say, is having a heart attack, you can give them that, and it'll stop it. Yeah, I wish I would have known that back on November 1st. <laughs> you know, I carry it with me now. I keep it in my purse now. I mean, I keep my nitroglycerin there too, but I keep cayenne pepper because I even I noticed a big difference in the um in my vessels when I took it the first time. You know, I, I can't explain it to you. I just I felt them open up, and right, I was like, oh, right, this right. is really cool. I know exactly so, what you mean. Yeah. It's hard to describe that, the, the way it's interacting with your own body. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, you know, the doctors always say you can't feel the stents and things like that. And I'm like, dude, you don't know how in tune to my body I really am. Yes, I can feel them things. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. Right. And, you, and you have to. You have yeah. to be an advocate for yourself. Yeah. Because yeah. nowadays uh, Western medicine is all about throwing you a pill. Yep. And get you out the door, mm-hmm. and they're not really healing you. They're just dealing with a symptom. Right. That's why I had to find a um, found a new cardiologist I go to on Thursday for that very reason because he had no answers for me. Yeah. The one that you I went to. Your, you and have to be your own advocate. Yeah. He's like, take Plavix, and that's it. And I'm like, no, <laughs> no, because both my doctors are holistic doctors that I see outside of the hospital. And I'm like, nope, not today. Yeah, Kimberly and I were just talking about this stuff today. Yeah. Yep. We were talking about it earlier. And you know what the funny thing is? Um, I'm kind of a weird guy. I like everything from theology, and and I'm not even – I'm not Christian myself, but um, I study theology. I have for years. But I go from theology to particle physics, right? I, I like I just I come across stuff and I read it, it's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of the things that these companies, the big pharma companies, are using to make these medicines are synthesized from things that have been found in nature. Right. The problem is is that they synthesize them um, to create the a similar effect, but it's that's where they get into the trouble where, you know, when you see these commercials for, you know, take this pill, but the side effects are, you know, 
your butt might fall off. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It, it's like, you know, but a lot of these medications originated from things they found in nature. Yeah. A lot of them do. Yeah. So, yeah, you're absolutely right about that. But everything's right out in the back in the backyard somewhere, as long as it's not sprayed. Because around here, you know, people spray spray their grass to get rid of dandelions and stuff like that, and it crosses over over into these lawns. And it's like, you know, you got to practically go all the way out in the out in a even in the pastures. You got to worry about those because stuff is sprayed around here too. So, right, yeah. See, on my farm, we don't do that. Um, I don't use chemicals because, well, one, it's not good for me to be out there spraying them. Um, but also, you know, I have animals and stuff like that um, that I kind of care about, mm -hmm. you know, and I, I don't want them eating something. You know, I have goats. They'll eat all kinds of stuff. And instead of, you know, spraying my fence line to get rid of, you know, grass growing up on it, I just go out there and put the work into it to cut it instead of spray it. You know, it's, we just we just don't, I don't like to use a lot of the chemicals. There's a lot of chemicals out here that you know they I've noticed have them having been used in the area has made bee populations go down. Yeah. Uh, things like fireflies. When I first moved to this this uh, land, you could go out and you would watch tens of thousands of them in the pastures. I mean, they were just everywhere. And to where, you know, what, nine, ten years later, you see hundreds and not tens of thousands like yeah. you used to. Yeah. And it's because of, you know, we, we use all the chemicals that I don't think is really good for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I noticed that here, too. I'm living here for, it's going to be 13 years now, the firefly come out normally in July and they've went it's the population has seemed like it's went down a lot because the people spray their yards our neighbors spray you know spray for mosquitoes they have people that come out and do that and it messes up everything else so. right I mean you, you have to understand like I know mosquitoes are a pain in the butt yeah, I hate them just as much as anybody else but you have to I it's our belief on our farm that you have to understand the impact of yeah lightning bugs ecosystem yeah mm -hmm. yeah lightning yeah That's lightning bugs fireflies and lightning bugs fireflies. you know fireflies pull a little light out of their foot <laughs> right I think fireflies is more east coast terminology down yeah. south they're more they we everybody calls them lightning bugs lightning bugs yeah you have, yeah, you have to understand how you affect the whole ecosystem, not just what you're trying to get rid of. Right, right. Yeah, you're right about that. And um, I know that they, when they sprayed the yards here, it actually, I guess, affected some of the moles in the yard too, because our neighbor's cat ended up dying eating a mole. But we've had that. We've had that problem where um, you know we've we've got these German field rats that, you know, occasionally we'll, we'll find them, or, uh, you know, mice, voles, that sort of thing. And the cats get a hold of it, and they've been poisoned by, you know, somebody. And I understand they're trying to protect, like, a corn crib or something like that, so they put out poison. 
watching the bats dip at the pool at night. Yeah, I, don't, I haven't seen a lot of bats lately either. You know, come spring or so, when it starts, you know, we've had weird weather this year, but come spring or so, usually, uh, we see, I see tons of bats in the woods here. Like, we have woodland bats that are everywhere. Every light that I have, I've, I've, got a, I've got a barn light out there. I've got a driveway light. And you'll see two or three of them circling around each light, you know. And it's, well, shoot, you're out there in the country. You can build a bat box. Uh, some of our neighbors do have them. Yeah. And we have uh, areas, um, trees and stuff, because, you know, they'll, they'll roost inside of old mm-hmm. branch holes and stuff and squirrel holes and stuff like that. Um, I've not built one, but we have some natural locations where they, I think they just, uh, they just live. Yeah, yeah, because they can house up to what is it, twenty or thirty of them in one single yeah. house. Because I did some research on it, because I wanted to build. I'm not lying. I wanted to build a bat box. Um, because in Indiana they have them in Indiana, and I was like, well, I want to, I want to build me a bat box. <laughs> is that where you you're in Indiana? No, my brother lives in um, oh, okay. Fort Wayne. But they have bat boxes out there, and I was like, ooh, I'd like to build me one of those things. I was just going to say, I was just in Indiana a couple of months ago on a private residential case. Yeah. I was in South Indiana. Yeah. I like it there. I just don't like the cold weather. You know, it wasn't too bad. Um, it was a little cool in the evening time, but it, it was like this was late November, I want to say. That we went up there, it was definitely a change because we, like I said, we've had weird weather where, you know, it was 80 degrees today. It's February. Yeah. I, I don't. I, I can't remember the last time I could walk out in my t-shirt in February. Well, we didn't get to do that today. It was supposed to be 70 degrees. It didn't feel like no damn 70 degrees today. It was freaking cold. <laughs> you know, the funny thing is, is this morning I got in my work truck and it was like 47 or something like that. Yeah. And I turned on the heater because it was a little chilly, you know. I had my sweatshirt on. Hell, by 8 o'clock, it was 70 degrees. And uh, I had my sweatshirt off. And by probably 10.30, I turned my air conditioner on in my truck. It was just getting warm. It was uh, Mississippi's like that, though. You have all manner of seasons in the same day. What are some what are some John um John Stevens wanted to know what is the best place you've investigated? What are some places out in your area? Uh best place I've investigated. Um I wanna say probably ninety five percent of what I do has been private residential cases, but some of the bigger places that, you know, people like to go. Uh one of my favorites was uh actually old South old South Pittsburgh Hospital. Uh, over in Tennessee, uh, because of the interactions we actually had with a couple of the spirits that were there, um, were just kind of 
touching and moving interactions that, that um, we were able to, to document. Um, it's one of my favorites because it's the first place that I was able to capture a uh, shadow figure. And as weird as it looked, it crawled on the ground and come up through a doorway. Uh, but so far, of the major places, I would say Old, Old South Pittsburgh Hospital was uh, was one of my favorites. Yeah, I've, I've heard about that. I've never been there, but I've heard about it. It's on the it's on the list. Right. I'd like to go. Yeah. Uh, you know, that it's I would recommend it only because. It's not super, super active, like you're not going to see stuff fly off the wall or nothing, but, you know, we got good EVPs there. Um, we did get a shadow figure. We were able to confirm that shadow figure with uh, thermal. Um, the people that run it are knowledgeable about the place, like, and they're very accommodating because, you know, we had, we had a bunch of smokers there, and, you know, we'd investigate for, you know, an hour or so, and we'd holler at them on the radio, and they they come out and we, we could talk to them about, you know, hey, we had an experience here. Is there any, you know, what other teams have had that kind of experience? And they can answer questions because they're very knowledgeable of the place, very accommodating. I really I really enjoyed the people that, that uh, were there to take care of us. They provide security and stuff like that so people aren't coming up there. Because beforehand, we're in the parking lot there, and it's kind of in a residential area. We must have had 20 cars stop and go, you guys doing an investigation? Are you ghost hunting? And yeah, you know, you kind of have a quick conversation with them. But the problem is, is sometimes people come back and want to make noises outside. So, uh, you know, the, the staff there kind of keeps that to a minimum. And if something does happen, they let you know and say, hey, you know, if you caught anything, could be this, you know. So it was really, really cool. One place I do want to go to is uh, Waverly. Um, and I've wanted to go there for a while. I wanted to go there for years, actually, but, um, you know, they had a lot of legal situation. Um, and I just heard that that's kind of been settled and the Mattingly's are back under control of it. Yes, they are. So um, now that that's taken care of and the Mattingly's are back into the facility, now I can go. I've been waiting for this to happen so I can get over to Waverly because I I would like to go there. Have you been to Yorktown Hospital? I haven't. I haven't. Okay. That's what Kimberly wanted to know. And Shayla said headed to the Octagon Mansion this weekend with FPRI members. Octagon Mansion. I just had uh, friends of mine from POV Paranormal did a uh, an investigation there where one of their members was touched. Uh, they got some good EVPs there. It's a good place. Cool. How many other places do y'all have out there? I mean, is it because I've never, I mean, I have one friend, I think, that I know on a personal level that lives out in Mississippi. I don't. Um, it, there, there's places, a lot of, um, some places are kind of private, and then there's places that are so out of the way. If you don't know somebody that knows where it's at, you may not find it. Um, but there's places like uh, Atala Jail, the Atala Jailhouse, uh, the 
that's run by Southern Paranormal. Um, there's a bunch of stuff down south that I've been trying to get into uh, uh, some of the battlefields. Um, there's a place in Corinth, Mississippi called the Crossroads, and it's where two train tracks kind of cross, and, and uh, after the Shiloh battle, everybody kind of retreated back to the crossroads there to defend their their spot there. And uh, the, there's a building there that actually does, allows paranormal investigation, like, you know, you can book it out. Um, I, but I've been trying to get to some of the battlefields, the Shiloh battlefield and stuff like that, but unfortunately, the way people have, you know, acted in the past, they don't allow you to be there unless you're a resident uh, of the land. But I've been trying to requisition the superintendent of the Shiloh Battlefield so I can try to be there after dark because their rules are at dawn. You have to basically leave unless you live on one of the properties that, that's in the park there. But yeah, John Stevens said you need to come to Virginia and investigate some of the Civil War locations here. All right. So, it's, I happen to like the, the Civil War. It's just that, that history buff kind of, you know, I've been to Gettysburg several times and investigated there while I was there, and I loved it. Um, it was actually one of the places we heard rifle fire and caught that on a, on a voice recorder and uh, some shadow figure, like the whole town of, of Gettysburg uh, had something, you know what I mean? Like everybody claims something, but uh, I, I like the history behind it. You know, there's, there's a lot of stuff that happened and I would love to get out to, you know, to Virginia and uh, get more, more to Pennsylvania and, you know, a little bit more of the East coast and, but we have, you know, around here in my area, it's surprising how many field hospitals were in somebody's house. You know, they fought battles and they just had these makeshift field hospitals. Uh, but for the most part, I, I, I'll be honest with you, I enjoy private residential investigations yeah. more than I do the, the big, you know, kind of commercial places. Um, it's just, you know, if I go to, you know, Trans-Allegheny, right, a million other people have been there. Mm -hmm. A million other people have caught evidence. And it's it's not going to be any different. I'm going to catch the same evidence I, I would catch there that I would catch, you know, in other places. It's the same general type of stuff. Right. So I like to go to, to places like private residential cases because you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know what's there. You have to actually... Mm -hmm the work to find out and you know do the research to dig of you know what happened like when we went to indiana we ended up finding out a lot of stuff that's happened on that land um and the area we were in in uh, bedford indiana and there's a quarry there whose um stone has been used in all kinds of monuments uh all, all over washington dc um there's a lot of stuff going on with the land all the way back to uh, the indigenous. It's it just, it was so, everything was so varied. We were, we were having experiences outside in the woods. We were having experiences in the house. Um, and, and 
first ones there. You know, we were there to help. We were the first ones there. And I think we figured it out. We were getting stuff like, I literally watched a vase sitting on a kitchen island, spin, and then slide off the counter. We were all standing there, and a rocking chair started rocking back and forth. Nobody within 20 feet of that chair. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's it's the private residential stuff that, that I really get a kick out of that, that I enjoy more than these commercial places, to be honest with you. They're fun yeah. to investigate. You know what I mean? Like, well, we've seen it. You know what I mean? Like, you've seen it. Ten million people have been, been there. So the private residential is my favorite. Yeah, I, I like the private resident, residential as well. But for some reason in this area, I don't know if they're afraid of getting made fun of or they got something in their house that they don't want anybody else seeing. But we don't get a whole lot of private residential calls in this area right here. Mm-hmm. You know, in the I south. Some, but not much. In the south, since I've moved here, it's went way down because, you know, there's there's that religious factor where people – I think they're afraid that if they speak up or, or say something about it, that, you know, because the place is so religious, people, the first thing people think of is, oh, it's a demon. Mm-hmm. You know, you have a demon in your house. One that's almost never the case. So, yeah. So think, I think people do kind of stay quiet around here. But, you know, the funny thing is, is, is uh, where I work, as people started, I've got a sticker on the back of my car. Paranormal Investigators has my logo and everything, right? As people started seeing that, I've noticed that when I come inside the factory there, people will stop me and ask me about it. Like, mm-hmm. hey, you investigate. Hey, I heard about this house, you know, or something like that. Well, hey, if you can get us in there, we'll investigate it. If you have a problem, stuff is moving, you're hearing weird sounds, you're seeing weird things, if you want us to, we'll come over and investigate, you know. It's I think the the younger folks are are kind of becoming more accepting of of the actual paranormal that it's not just some crazy demon that's you know inhabiting your house. But yeah. uh, it's what gets me is when somebody I'm talking to somebody said, "Well, I don't believe in the paranormal. I'm a Christian." Like hmm. I said, show me the Bible where it says Jesus is the only ghost. Right? Yeah. There's a uh, not that I, not that I'm against Christianity, for, by any means, right? Like I, if that's what you believe, I accept you and love you just the same. Um, I'm just not a, a, a Christian. Um, there's a lot of scripture that, if you read it and really pay attention to the context of it before and after, you would, uh, I think you would realize that it's not. It's not what you think it is. The interpretation in the Bible of, you know, your pastor is not necessarily what that past, you know, that that uh, passage meant. And, and the, the thing with the Bible, it was written by man, interpreted by man. Well, I agree with you. It's written by men who never even met Jesus. Yeah. Does that mean my new holy Ouija board to talk to Jesus board is out for you, Joshua? Is that what you're trying to tell me? If you want to talk to Jesus through a Ouija board, by all means, I support your right to do so. 
I mean, come uh, on now. You know, if that's how you want to talk to Jesus, so be it. I'm all for it, right? Um, I just I had to throw that in there. I can't help it. John 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 Savage made me get it. Right. Oh my God! Yeah. It's so like, I wonder how many actual Christians are buying these things, though. That's quite a few. Go look at the Amazon reviews. It's very it's very enlightening. If you're having a bad day. If you're having, I'm serious, if you're having a shit day, go look up Holy Spirit Board on Amazon and go read the reviews. Somebody's making a mint off that. Yep. <laughs> Somebody is making an absolute mint off that. <laughs> yeah. yeah it's, it's, religion for me is just not the structure that I, I want. Um, like I said, I, I've studied theology for, for years and years and I also know that mm-hmm. the Bible you read now is not the same Bible that was written originally or even a hundred years ago. It's it's much different. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kayla said there's no correlation between religion and um paranormal. Paranormal. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You know, it's if you look at, at the thing like if you look at some of the the passages in the Bible from a spiritual sense, it almost supports our theory. Yeah. <laughs> Ronnie, Ronnie's having a shit day. He don't need Jesus. He just needs a bottle of moonshine. He's good to go. Yeah, Kimberly disagrees, but it's okay to disagree, too. <laughs> That's fine. That's yeah. perfectly fine. You know, and the, and the thing is, is... Uh, Oh, I think we're actually agreeing in different words, where we walk hand in hand with it. It is that's that's basically what I meant. Yeah, Shayla said, just like people say things to me about my crystals, I don't worship them. Just like I don't worship ghosts. Yeah. Right. Right. And John Stevens threw way up here on the comments that there was an event coming up at Pamplin Park that's going to be March 18th. That's a battlefield if you want to try to make it to that one. That's really good. I'll have to check it out. Yeah. Yeah. That one's going to be a really yeah, good one. I, uh, I don't know. I just, whatever you want to believe. Like, my belief system is probably way different than, than y'all's. Yeah. Um, I don't have, I'm not an atheist, I'm not a pagan, I'm not, you know, a witch, I'm not into Wiccan, I'm not into Christianity. I I base my beliefs on what I've experienced and, uh, you know, things that I, you know, because I sat and meditated and talked to my guys and asked questions and, you know, tried to interpret their answers the best I can through my you know, experiences, so that's kind of how I believe, but um, however, so, you know, like, I'm totally accepting, if you're a Christian, I love you just the same, if you're a pagan, I love you just the same, mm-hmm. if you're a witch, I love you just the same, it doesn't, I don't, I accept you, it doesn't, doesn't matter who you are, what you are, you know. I uh, See, I don't know crystal worship, well, Jesus, they say, is the rock. Well, there are the 12 crystals of the apostles. Oh, so. Crystals are in the Bible. 
true. I don't know. I, I love crystals too. We have a collection that, that takes up way too much room, but um, I know, right? <laughs> I I look at them less as healing, as you know, spiritual, and more as you know, something beautiful from nature. Yeah. Yeah. I I they, make a lot of elixirs for mine. I I think that there is, and science is starting to prove this too now is that some of these crystals and stones have specific qualities to them, uh, frequencies and vibrations and chords yeah. um, that we didn't know, you know, say 30 years ago, um, we're finding out that massive amounts of information can be stored within quartz crystal. Yeah. And they're actually writing this information, you know, uh, which goes back to, you know, like the, if you've seen the, the crystal calls. Uh, some people believe that there's information contained within that. We just need to figure out how to read it. Uh, well, then, you know, some of these computer companies actually use quartz crystal to store information that they can then read back. And it's like we're talking thousands of terabytes worth of information in a crystal, you know, the size of a penny. Yeah. So it, it's pretty interesting that the crystals what they can do. So I think there's some properties to them. I just don't. Just lay them on your third eye. That's all you got to do. Lay them right there. <laughs> Show you everything you need to know. Right. Seriously. I did that once. One of my friends, um, he had a crystal and it was a clear quartz and it was really pretty wire wrapped, you know, and he's like, hey, Jerry, the stone is dead. I need you to charge it for me. And I was like, okay, because it, it just had dead energy on it because he just wore it so much. And um, so he's like, here, take it home with you for a few days. And I was like, all right, sure, no problem. So, you know, I took it home and I laid it right here. And it zapped me, but at the same time, it showed me everywhere it went. And so I, I wrote him. I was like, Doc, I was like, that stone is somebody has sent intentions in the stone just for you. It they it won't even. It, I said the only thing it's telling me is what its name is, Sam. You know, and he goes, Oh, that's what I named the stone. He never told me that that's what he had named it. You know, and I was like, Oh, Sam's the stone's name, and and he was like, Yeah, I was I was dating this girl, and she did wire wrapping, and as she was wire wrapping, she set the intentions just for me, so that nobody else could break into my stone. And I was like, I got you. Well, she said it was some pretty good intentions, but it was really cool because it was showing me that he sailed everywhere with it. And I was like, you've had this on a sailboat everywhere that you've went. And he's like, you're right, everywhere I've went, because he was a sailor. And um, it was just really cool, but it was a recorded stone. And that's what I meant. When you lay them up here and you and you can really get into a meditation and focus, it'll show you everything. It's just it's so cool. And, no, I'm not weird. You just have to do it. <laughs> no, I, I don't sure are at all. I mean, you're not any weirder than the rest of us. You know what I mean? I'm one of those weird ones. <laughs> but uh, I, I I believe that there are there are things that you can gain from crystals and stones, right? Mm -hmm. um, some people believe that they heal you. I've never experienced that, so I don't know. Um, but I've always looked at them as, I mean, ever since I was a kid, my mom used to get mad at me because I would find a pretty rock on the ground and stick it in my pocket. Well, she'd go to do the wash, and there'd be five pounds of rocks coming yeah. in the washing machine, yeah. you know. 
healing in because when I do Reiki I incorporate stones um, crystals into my sessions if I if I feel it's necessary I'll ask the client hey I, can I lay some stones because there's blockages there that Reiki will help with but stones kind of enhance all that and really help so um, I use them for healing purposes and I can tell you that I've had a couple health issues um, and I've used carnelian, and it has brought really? that health issue right where it needed to be. I'm not going to get too much into my private stuff, but it right. It, right. it took care of it. Carnelian is a is a wonderful stone. If if like let's say you're a female and you have you know certain female issues, it'll help with that. I'll really? put it to you that way. Smoky quartz. Um, I have a person right now that'll give you a testimony when they came in for Reiki um, for some reason smoky quartz kept standing out with them so I told them I was like you really need to get a, a piece of smoky quartz and they ended up getting it and they work um, oh my gosh David I'm losing what it is the people that do the hooves farrier right yeah that's what he does for a living and there was a couple of hesitant horses that he had that are not hesitant with him now they've calmed down because he carries that smoky quartz wherever he goes and he'll 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 tell you you know well, testify to yeah. that and, and I'm not saying that it's not possible I've just never yeah. I've never asked a stone to do that for me. yeah um, the things that I wear like when I go on investigations mm -hmm. I have I have an obsidian a pure obsidian I have a uh, snowflake obsidian, yeah, lazuli, yeah, and um, yeah, thing. There's one more stone that's on there, and it's it's beads, stone beads, mm -hmm. in a bracelet that's custom made for me and fits just my wrist. Um, and I believe in the protection that it provides because of the intention that was set by the person who made it for me. Right. Uh, and I believe in crystals enough to protect you that I do do like with the new mm -hmm. house. Um, we took some of the iron nails from the old house that burnt down. Uh, you know, it was from the 1850s, so we found a lot of the old square nails. Right, Sheila. Thank you. And, uh, you know, I put those with, with uh, quartz crystal at the corners. Yeah. Um, for protection of my house. And I have noticed, and the only reason I do things like that is because I've tried it, and it seems to have worked. Yeah. Um, we have spirits that are connected to the land that we allow in the house, but things stop by from time to time. And, um, you know, I want to choose on my terms how I engage with something new that's not, you know, uh, connected to my land. So um, I kind of have set up protections and, and 
channels to where they can I can meet them at a spot and and engage with them rather than the way it was before where all of a sudden some new spirits coming in you're going what the heck was that you know mm-hmm. like why are you in my house um, so I, I I try to control the situation as to a point but I do use you know old practices of iron and crystals and mm-hmm. copper, copper yeah I do yeah. copper I've got copper um Oh my gosh, I can't think of the name of everything now, but it breaks up all the geopathic stress in the house. So I've got those laying around in various little spots that I made. Right, and we have <laughs> copper wound crystals that are yeah. in our collection. Mm-hmm. Uh, the protection that I put at the four corners is an iron nail uh, quartz crystal with copper winding mm-hmm. to wind them together. So it's like a little package. But uh, uh, I believe in them enough like that. Um, I just have never asked them to heal, a, you know, so I don't really have any experience. I'm yeah. not saying that they can't. I just have never, I don't have any experience trying, I guess. Yeah. Well, yeah, I just, you know, you use the different, different crystals for whatever different healing properties that they have. Um, none of my, I I've, I've have very few crystals in here that I have set with intentions. My Reiki ones I've set with intentions, but... Um, for the most part, the ones that I have all over the place. I think I could open up a stone shop now. I have so many of them. Um, I haven't even, yeah, set them with intentions or done anything with them. They just, you know, it started off as a collection, and then I wanted to, once I learned Reiki, I wanted to learn how to incorporate crystals into what I was doing. So, Kimberly, yeah, yard is an invisible fence. You're so funny. You know, the crazy thing, too, is if, if you will just kind of slow yourself down and just hold a crystal, you'll feel the vibration of it. Mm-hmm. You'll feel the energy coming from it. Like, you, you can totally feel uh, energy coming from stuff. Right. Um, you know, I know a lot of people have a problem with, you know, they don't heal you, and, you know, they're skeptical of a lot of the things that we do, but... Um, that's okay. I mean, you don't have to believe. <laughs> right. You choose to believe that there, there are energies within those. Yeah. Yeah. And I carry quite a few. Yeah, Kimberly at work, she has crystals and stuff set up, I guess, throughout her yard. I'm trying to go you back in and read comments. As I keep obsidian, obsidian is like my go-to. Like, that's my favorite stone ever. I, I just, something about it has always, I've always been drawn to obsidian. Um, so I keep a piece of obsidian in all my cars. <laughs> I keep obsidian in the house. Um, it, it's just, I don't know, it makes me feel better. Mm-hmm. It makes yeah, you're me feel funny. Better. I keep turquoise in my car, in yeah. my dash. Yeah, to, to, it's supposed to prevent accidents. <laughs> okay. <laughs> My what wife is obsidian, uh, rose quartz, and uh, got amethyst. Yeah, she's got one other one, but I can't remember what it is. But she keeps it in her car too. Yeah, it's funny. Yeah. You know, I don't know. Yeah, I bought these little clips, you know, that you clip on your air vents, and then I uh-huh. and I I glued. I actually glued little crystals on oh, them, right. so I clip them into the vents. That's funny. <laughs> have you have you tried wrapping them with the copper? I have, um, yeah, I do have some copper wrapped 
um, clear quartz and mostly clear quartz I copper wrap because of how and how much enhancement it does with that particular stone. Yeah. And you know, here's here's a weird thing, and most people will disagree with me. Um, but people like to charge their their crystals in moonlight. I've never. Yeah, I stopped doing that. I used to. I don't do that anymore. It just takes up number one too much time. I don't have time to do it, and I just charge them as I go. Right. So here's the here's the thing. So I've never understood. And maybe somebody can explain this to me, but I've never understood why people use moonlight to charge their crystals when moonlight comes from the sun. So, like, when I want to charge my crystals, I set them out during the day, yeah. the sunlight. I mean, that's the direct energy. So, I've never really understood the moon thing. Yeah. Yeah, I have I've just always either done mine in the sunlight or sometimes by the moonlight. I just bear, sometimes I bury them in plant or dirt too. Bury them in the dirt back in to get, just to get their charge back. Um, so I don't know, I've used various techniques, but the moonlight one I haven't used a whole lot. Now I will take moon water when I'm doing my Florida water. So I do okay. put that under the moon because it, that's what my particular recipe calls for is moon water. Right. It's funny because I actually keep a bottle of that. I have a this little bucket type of deal. It's like a little tote, and I keep my uh, cleansing stuff, you know, segregated to that mm -hmm. that that tub. And I've got, you know, I've got black salt. I've got sea salt. I've got Florida water. I've got certain crystals that are inside there. You know. Yeah. Uh, leather binding. You know, just I, I keep the different stuff. So it's, it's funny because. Um, for a long time, I did. I thought this was fooey. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I just, as I, as, you know, when I was younger, I was like, why would you do? This? Like, why would you need black salt? You know? Yeah, yeah. But then after doing some things, uh, realized that it can actually cleanse. Right. Right. Like not understanding, you know, why it did, but I wanted it to work. Right. And I use that in cleansing practices. And the more I've used it, and the more I understand, you know, how to use it, uh, the better the cleansing seems to be. But you know, it used to be I was like, you guys are nuts. You know, why would you put salt in your front door? Or you know, why would you make salt water and and uh, you know, seal your windows and stuff like that? You know, right. I, I don't. Okay, that so that makes sense. There's no like there because there's. And there's and it'll fade them out too. There are some crystals that don't like the sunlight yeah. too. Um, but I've just always, like I said, I'll bury mine or put them in deep yeah. sea salt. If they lose the, if they start to lose some of their energy to them, I'll, that's what I'll do with my stones is bury them. Just I've done all kinds of stuff with my crystals. <laughs> I'm gonna. Depending on who it comes from, uh, like I've had people send me stones, and uh, I don't know them very well, yeah. <laughs> so to speak. And uh, 
to go live. We are live. Hello, all you freaks out there. This is Ryan. We are here to bring you some awesome supernatural news. Got a special guest, Rhonda Dowdy, coming at us today, tonight. And we have RJ here, who was supposed to even be in bed, but apparently he has different ideas. So, well, you got to let me do my show, okay? okay? All right. So, we wish you a very happy National Essay Day. Essay Day. Essay Day. So, if you were, if you are a fan of writing essays, this yeah, but- is your day. I was never a fan of the essay or the book report. Yeah, it's like, okay, let's have National Pop Quiz Day or something. <laughs> you got um, national, it's Car Keys and Small Change Day, too. I mean, I like I like finding, I like, yeah, I, I like my car keys. And uh, I like, <laughs> you know, getting change and stuff. National Public Sleeping Day. So if you want to sleep in public, today's your day. We make a day for everything. Especially nowadays, they might think I'm doing something else if I'm just sleeping. I know, right? Just say today you can just say you're celebrating. You're like, oh, okay, so it's National Public Sleeping Day. You can sleep on sleep on the ground outside. And uh, there's also National V. Of course, it is National Vegan Lipstick Day. I'd have to I'd I'd have to tell you that that's like the best day of the year. <laughs> Everybody loves National Vegan Lipstick Day. I mean, God. What's not to love? I mean, all the decorations you see at at the stores and everything, and Walmart. In fact, that was the vegan lipsticks everywhere. It's it's kind of overblown. I think there was a parade. I think there was a parade for today. It's way too commercialized. That's the problem. With with you know, it's like oh my god, please! Every time I turn around, more vegan lipstick carols coming on the radio. <laughs> and I remember, I remember simpler times when it was just buy lipstick and be done with it. Now you got to do it all this stuff. It's crazy. <laughs> oh, you got to stay focused. <laughs> so tonight is supernatural news. Hey Ronnie. Hey Kristen. How you doing? What? Hey, Ronnie. Hey, Kristen. Yeah. Um, see, I got RJ over here whispering something. I can't understand what he's saying. Hey, You're itchy. Oh, well then, scratch it. He's itchy. <laughs> oh man, this kid. Of course, National Vegan Lipstick Day. Who, of course, he's excited. And he can't sleep. I mean, I understand. Plus, he was up all night writing essays. And look at the spare change. <laughs> That's right. He's like, Daddy, I don't want to write essays anymore. Shut up. Keep writing. We're celebrating. <laughs> I mean, he's done, he's done all the things to celebrate. <laughs> we've got a lot. We've got a lot of cool articles to read tonight. Um, we'll get through these. And then... I'll get RJ to go to bed somehow, you know, once he's, <laughs> once he's calmed down from the excitement of National Vegan Lipstick Day, which is going to be hard to do. It's going to be hard to do. He's itching to go get that lipstick. He is. That vegan lipstick. Yeah. 
And I am not taking not making fun of vegan lipstick at all. I'm I'm glad you guys have a day to celebrate. Again, a little too commercialized with all the stuff everywhere, you know. We'll take it. It's probably much better for your health to use it probably vegan is. lipstick. Yeah. So you use that small change you get from <laughs> small change day. Write write an essay about it and uh find your keys, write yeah, an essay that go by it. <laughs> in, in the parking lot. In your car. Seems like it seems like a day to me. Yeah. All right, so I'm going to read the first article here. Okay. And uh, let's see here. This is one. I'm going to just try something here. I'm going to go present. Share a screen. I'm going to go share entire screen. Okay. See that? Share. All right. There we are. You see? Can you see the screen? Very small. All right. I'm. I'm. Well. Okay. Well, I'm gonna do this now. Is that better? Yeah. I mean, like, I couldn't read it right now if I wanted to, but okay. I've got the ones I pulled up on another computer. If you want me to read them. Yeah. 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 All right. Let me see. There's a there's an ad in this that's blocking. I'm looking for an X or something to get away from this ad right here. It's like right in the middle of. The, all right. All right. Real life Adam's family hear little girl crying and smell rotten eggs and rotten eggs and haunted home. This is by Emma Dunn. Should have gotten a drink before I started doing this. The family dubbed the real life Adam's family claim they hear a little girl crying and smell rotten eggs in their haunted home. The real life Adam's family, damn. John Paul Kennedy. 33 and his partner, Kimmy Jeffrey, 38, they have experienced the, the serious happenings in their spooky home since they moved into their house, new house, in September 2022. I wonder what like to be the real life Adams family. Yeah, that's what I'm waiting to get to. Like, yeah, what yeah. What, what makes them? Family. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, shoot. The couple are putting up cameras to capture the spooky ongoings and say their daughters, no, 10. Really hard when Angie goes to sleep before the show starts. What's up, buddy? You heard knocking? See, maybe we're the real life Adams family. We have knocking here at our house. The 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 walls, or maybe I hit something by accident. The the oh, the couple who travel on a hearse called Morticia. Well, that's kind of okay. Now you're kind of begging to be called Adams family. It'd be fine. Hope to set up a museum. For their artifacts, they spelled artifacts wrong. Two dolls, Mimi and Esther, pieces of jewelry, and a debit box. So only these dolls are haunted. Because then you're just, then you're, then you're just asking for it. What if that's the true picture? One of them looks pretty haunted. <laughs> well, the one, the, the one with the bald head. You can buy something yeah. like that at Spirit Halloween that makes yeah. that looks like that. You know. There is a demonic dog who is kept under lock and key. But they want to put up and build a museum for their for their stuff. John, a teacher from Winsford, Cheshire, said, We thought we had a gas leak because it smelled like rotten eggs. We called an engineer out and he couldn't find a leak. Suddenly the smell just vanished. Sulfur smells can be associated with demons. So can farts. 
<laughs> his wife just had gas, and she didn't want to say anything about it. Yeah, it's supposed to be the demon. That's what it was. The demon. <laughs> <laughs> it was a demon. Give me a therapist. The other night, I woke up at 3 a.m., and I heard a girl crying. She does, does have two girls as kids, so. The girl had gas. Her stomach hurt. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they cute. I took down snow and pebble, but they were fast asleep. We we were going we we're going to buy cameras to capture try to capture anything. The couple started the ghost hunting business in two thousand twenty two after going on a tour for Kimmy's birthday. Kimmy was very skeptical about it all when she first met me, John said. I bought a ticket to a haunted house for her birthday and we picked up a pink spirit ghost on camera. Oh, a pink one, nice. A pink ghost. Now they're buying demonic dolls. He's really diving in head first into the whole thing. <laughs> the family visits sites together and claimed their daughter Snow can see ghosts and demons. She she saw these really long fingers on a ghost hunt. John said he keeps picking up stuff in the house. The girls loved being involved with experiments on our different artifacts. Kimmy Kimmy added. Pebble finds it hilarious. She put all her Barbies to see if she put all her Barbies out to see if they would move. Do you need? I can't see them There you go. All right. Good. Pull you up to the table. There we go. Good. All right. She put out all her Barbies, Barbies to see if they would move. Like how? I wonder how they how she put them out, like in a circle or something. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like a sacrifice. <laughs> Maybe. It moved when you need to speak up though when I'm talking, okay? So I can so I can hear you. It's okay to be. It's okay to talk loud so everybody can hear you, okay? Because you're on the show now. You're live. You're famous. You're. You're on the Freaking Awesome Paranormal show. They'd move when she woke up and she was adamant it wasn't her. The couple, oh, they did move. There you go. The couple brought each other haunted gifts for Christmas with John buying Kimmy a demonic, well, that's romance right there. John buying Kimmy a demonic ring. Here you go, honey. Nothing like a demon to uh, bring. Exactly. Oppression. Oh, it turned out to be a sexual demon that prays. Oh, well, there. The gift that keeps on giving. There you go. Turned out to be a sexual demon that preys on women. <laughs> that is not thinking ahead. <laughs> I mean, demon's going to wear her out. She's not going to want to do anything with him, you know? Kimmy spent 250, 250 pounds, I guess, on a doll for John called Mimi. Oh. She's a haunted oh there she's she's a haunted vessel with two attachments. So she got a demonic ring and he got a doll. So I mean, yeah. The horse looks like a like it's like a looks like a minivan. See it right here? It does. Yeah, that it's not like old school horse. Yeah. yeah. The family are hoping to add to their artifacts in the in the hope of someday opening up a museum. We have a typic box, which is bound in rope and sealed in wax. An evil entity is trapped in there. The family are contacted by their 
Mayday to investigate hauntings and take Pebble and Snow along with them. We are known as the Haunted Family, Kimmy said. We get the name, we get named the Adams Family or the Warren. You guys just. Well, I almost feel like they're going to open that, box, that divot box. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I guess it's cool that they're they, they the kids they look kind of look kind of young. Yeah. For for that, but that, that I don't know. We've had builders stop and stare at our hearse on the driveway and take pictures of it. It was great to it was great to fit the Christmas tree in, hoping to find more evidence to farm our investigations. Well, I hope so. That would be kind of cool to show Christmas tree lot in a hearse. Yeah, it would be, it would be a Halloween Christmas thing together. Is it, is it, is it, is it fake? What, dear? No, it's real. It's a real family. It's a real family in England who are called the, they got, what, what is their, what is their last name? Anyway, John Paul Kennedy. But they've been called the Warrens and they've been called the Adams family. So, what do you think? RJ scared over here. It's just a it's just a story though, buddy. It's pretty interesting. Yeah, I mean, like the are questionable. <laughs> yeah, the demonic sex ring is probably not the best <laughs> the best gift ever. It looks weird, man. I'm trying to make it. I'm trying to look at this. Look at this. I'm trying to make it so. So I, when I switch to the to the actual article, does it look better? Yeah, that's it's it, yeah. Okay. Yeah, you can see it. You can see the pictures clear as well. Okay. What have we got up now? The next. Yes, this is yours. All right, let me get it up here so I can read it. Okay, I could okay. probably read that, but I'd probably end up with a headache. So we don't. Once you get in a headache. <laughs> so inside a haunted hotel, which broke the Guinness world record for the biggest Ouija board. That's that's awesome. That's gold right there. That's it's got a whole lot of cool things about it. So when Blair Murphy spotted an old hotel being sold on eBay, the American thought it was a steal. Little did he know it came with much more sinister price tag. So A, I did not know you could buy real estate on eBay. You know what? I I didn't know that either, but I also know for for I don't know if this is real or not, but I actually saw that you could buy like imaginary friends on eBay at one point. People were selling imaginary friends on yeah, eBay. Yeah, oh, you know, I did see that. Didn't they have the Jesus toast? The guy was like auctioning off a piece of Jesus toast. Yeah, yeah, you could probably yeah. sell anything on. So you could buy cars on there. So I guess real estate and hotels fit the bank, but someone some I girl. Yeah, then I think some girls tried to sell her farts on eBay or something. <laughs> um, the Grand Midway Hotel in Pennsylvania is a former coal mining hotel that's now a permanent home, complete with an array of ghosts and the world's biggest Ouija board. Mysterious noises are frequently heard and apparitions seen inside the creepy property, adorned with taxidermy heads and unsettling portraits of ghosts. And while it may not be a hotel first and foremost, those brave enough can pay $150 a night for a spooky sleepover, if you can make it through the night, that is. I think that's a challenge. Yeah. 
So, and that's a picture you're going to show us, the Hotel Frankenstein Suite, complete with pictures of from the iconic horror film. Um, many end up leaving the hotel early for unexplained reasons. I could recall countless ghost encounter stories from folks who have stayed the night here. Blair told Guinness World Records it's actually been a fascinating place to live. For those who do make it to the bedroom, however, there's a choice of eight to sleep in, all of which are themed from a vampire room leading to a secret room of coffins to a magician's room, which can be only entered by pushing through a secret bookcase. That's pretty cool. Yeah. The secret room of Hawkins sounds pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. The scariest of all the suites is the canopy room, decked out in Victorian-style decor and containing a creepy life-size doll. A gospel dream provided you're not put off by the numerous reports of apparitions and guests being touched by unknown entities. Most terrifying of all, though, is the basement, once which explodes coal miners were forced to sleep toe-to-toe. Rumors are rife of a five-pound body having once been buried down there. Only one brave soul has ever slept down there since Blair took over. Oh, look, they've got a mermaid suite. Oh, nice. Like, I see with the, with, the, with the fish and everything. Yeah. That's pretty nice, probably for the kids. Yep. Grand Midway's eccentricities don't end inside, however. Venture outside and you'll find the world's largest Ouija board emblazed on the third floor roof. Taking weeks to finish, the 1,300.54 square foot board was created by Blair and then girlfriend Camille Lamboni during a lull in paranormal activity at the property and has since claimed the Guinness World Record for the largest in the world. While another board has reportedly since been created beating Grand Midway's in size, this one currently still retains the official world record. So there's a lull in paranormal activity. They're like, you know what? Somebody did the roof. I know what's going to help this help this thing. <laughs> then the girl broke up with them after that. She said, then, then girlfriends. I guess she's gone now. She's like, okay, well, <laughs> your problem now, buddy. Yeah, that's pretty huge. Like, I see there's, like, a planned jet. See the guy standing in the middle, so it's huge. But like, but does that planchette have wheels? Like, what do they do? Yeah, how do you, how do you, yeah, how do you move it? And it's like, you just like, so you kind of like, all like a bunch of you push it. It's not. Are they dragging the people? Is a planchette dragging the people around the board? You know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or it's like. Do you choose yourself as like a human pendulum and see where you land? Yeah, this is where we fell off the roof. Exactly. We need to. Uh, we need to question. Hope there's like there looks like there's probably there's a wall there. Hopefully. Yeah, you know? it does look like there's like a, a rotating wall all the way around. But it's kind of interesting though with that one though it doesn't say like it doesn't really tell you why. I mean, I guess coal miners that's a given. There's a lot of accidents in coal mines. And things like that. So I'm sure that's some of the paranormal activity, but I wonder if a lot of it can't be some of the stuff that they have in there. You hear about Yeah, I mean, like you said, there was a lull in activity, and they, they made this Ouija board, I'm assuming, to, uh, not because they were bored, but they're, were, you okay? They're wanting to um, maybe increase activity. 
feel like this Ouija board should have been like one of the uh, Ghostbusters movies. Like somebody played with it in the big old Michelin. Oh you my! Know, yeah. at these pictures here. There's one picture of the oldest star is still alive. That's got to be a fake picture. Oh, yeah. You see that?
well. Would you ever want to stay in that hotel? I would. I would okay. Yeah. No, that sounds like fun. I like, you know, like the idea of that vampire room. Yeah, I think that seems pretty cool. I think it's uh, it's a good, it's a, it's a nice, nice idea. They got some pretty cool, pretty cool like, nice, cool setup and stuff. And like I said, is is it? Is it just decoration, like the Ouija board? Is it just for show, like the tarot card, probably? It's like, well, they said they, well, did they say they actually use it? Let me go back. Isn't that terrible? I can't remember the word I read. But they created, they said once they created it, they did start getting more activity. But it doesn't say they actually use it for anything. It's all so, how they would do this, you know? Unless they did something. Although, you know, I went to the Hanover Paracon. And I got a planchette there that was pretty cool. Um, it was huge. You put like a pencil in it and it moved. So it's probably this big. You put a pencil in it and you use it like you would, you know, for, I, I figure you could use it for automatic writing. Uh-huh. But you have to get one of those big flip charts to have a piece of paper big enough to do anything with it. I mean, it's, it's about this big. I wonder if the bigger the planchette, the bigger the board, the bigger like the like you get more ghosts. If you're over summoning summoning one little tiny spirit, you know, yeah, for this gigantic board, you think you're you're like summoning the ghost from Godzilla with that giant thing, you know? <laughs> and I've got to call the whole family at one time. Yeah, they're all coming. Here. <laughs> we do it all at once, have a big family reunion. You think you're contacting ghosts, but you're contacting the ghosts of like a brontosaurus or some shit. <laughs> here. Exactly. Boom, boom, boom. Like you almost think you're like, here comes Godzilla through the city. <laughs> yeah. Well, the T Rex from Jurassic Park coming at you. So there is an article here that I read down here, a um something I that needs to be talked about. Guys, this is this is serious. And um I think we it's the news out. So we can prepare ourselves and start hunkering down and start getting our masks out again because guys a time traveler from twenty ninety twenty nine oh six claims a zombie pig will escape lab and spread virus this year. I don't I don't want to be the bearer of bad news, guys. But now it's it this year, so maybe it's wrong because twenty twenty two. So maybe it hasn't, hasn't escaped yet. Well, I mean, if it's August of twenty twenty two, it has till August of twenty twenty two. That's true. Within the year. That's true. So I won't be the first. Well, I'll be the first, but you know, I want to. Be on, I want to be on the cutting edge here. I want people to understand what we have coming up here. I want to be prepared to start hoarding food, start hoarding toilet paper, because the shit's about to go down. Because an apparent time traveler from the future has warned humanity over a, over a handful of extreme events that are set to occur in the coming months. TikTok user at Tomboy Time Tom Time Voyaging claims to be from the year. 2906 had posted a video on their page with five bizarre happenings on the, in the exact dates they will occur on. So go follow at Tom. Um, I keep time voyaging. 
to keep up to date with what's going on. These include a zombie pig escaping from a laboratory and, and infecting many other pigs, aliens visiting Earth, and another world being found within our own. Another world being found within our own, like the lost world? Yeah. I guess. The world has little time to prepare, so as the time of this writing, the first incident is due to happen in October in January next year. All right, so he's a little off on the timing. I don't remember the zombie pig escaping on October 8th. You know, I mean, the government is good at covering things up. Okay. So, I mean, maybe. October 8th, 2022, a zombie pig escapes a lab which leads to 6% of all pigs getting infected. Bacon tastes funny to you lately. You know, I cooked up pork roast in the crock pot this weekend, and uh, it tasted pretty normal. Are you sure it wasn't zombie? Yeah. Sure, and you sure it wasn't zombie pork roast? <laughs> Didn't it taste like a normal pork roast to me? I mean... Never can what do you consider a zombie pig? Is it a pig that died and came back to life-ish and as a zombie? Or why is it considered a zombie? Some other attribute? Is it? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Is it just? You can't say brains because it's a pig. You can't be like brains. It's like, oink, oink. <laughs> There's a there's a movie on Netflix called Zombie Beavers at one point. I've not seen that one. No, me neither. But I mean a zombie pig the bacon just gets up and starts attacking people. The TikTok user allegedly from nine hundred from nearly nine hundred years in the future has more than seventy six thousand followers. Seventy six thousand I can't I can't get to a thousand followers. To go to live on TikTok. This guy has 76,000 followers. And he's spouting a bunch of bullcrap about being it from the future. People are like, okay, oh my God, I gotta follow you. 76,000 freaking followers. Time Voyager. I need to get him on the show. I'm Time Voyager. Don't watch this yes. show. We're not making, we're, we're not, I am, I am on board. You should try. I want you to. Totally try. I am on board with uh, Time Voyager because I don't have him on the show. And regularly post videos warning of others of apocalyptic events to come. Their latest 30-second video has already amassed 2,400 likes and 240 comments. Time Voyaging Stark Message in, in full red, October 8, 2022. Attention, yes. I'm a real-time traveler from 2906. Remember these five dates to come. So December 10th, President Biden is removed from office due to health issues. Well, that's, you know. Yeah, that didn't happen. Nope, no. Well, that we know of. I mean. He might have, and they just didn't know. Yeah, I mean, it's all a hologram or like one of those, uh, one of those, like, robot things. 
what is that? This, what is that movie uh, with Nicole Kidman? God, it was. Uh, it was like they're all robots or something like that. I don't remember that one. I mean, a Hall of Presidents is pretty realistic looking, so you could. I mean, I don't know. I don't think they're. I don't think they can make a robot that stupid, honestly. Uh, do do do. Zombie, uh, zombie pig escapes the lab, which leads. Okay, well, okay, well, we did that already. So watch out for zombie, zombie bacon and zombie ham. Um, November first, twenty twenty-two, classified files are released about aliens that land, have landed on Earth. Now that kind of happened. I don't know if that actually happened that day, because I remember the next day that it happened. There, are, but there have been stuff. Um, has been stuff released for as far as aliens, and that's really been taking an, an uptick in interest. Yeah. Um. November fourteenth. Uh, ten humans receive powers from the sun, including telekinesis, strength, and others. All right. Well, how do you know? <laughs> Which ten? <laughs> exactly. It's it's like well, I can say that there's somebody right now getting power getting power from dirt somewhere. I don't know. Could be. Right. <laughs> uh, December tenth, President Biden will be removed from office due to health issues. Um, ooh, January 13th, Azawa will be discovered, which is another world inside the Earth. Again, they're doing a good job of keeping it secret because yeah, um, I don't remember uh, that happening back in January. I mean, maybe I just wasn't paying attention, but this wasn't high in the list of news. Oh, hang on. All right. Oh, good. Last time my my first children were called in the ruckus. Now it's the real child. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna fix. I'm gonna fix some fixing some milk during the next article while while you're uh, reading it. Okay. Users were split between the accuracy of the event with with some terrified by them, terrified by them, and others believing they were too crazy to really happen. One user posted. The Biden, the Biden was is the only one that sounds realistic, LOL. While another wrote, December 10th, we put that down on my calendar. <laughs> well, somebody was disappointed on December 10th because that didn't happen. Some were more skeptical about time travelers in general. If you look up all the time travelers on here, they all been saying the same things for years. Nothing came true. Looks like he said nothing came true, like a question mark. Like, is it a question or is it an actual statement? <laughs> nothing came true? Well, I don't know. Well, well others are surprised. Their books, that's the cover of what, in case it really happened and we just didn't work told. Yeah, exactly. Then you look like you do. <laughs> I believed you the whole time. I was on board. Yeah, I'm, I'm, dude, I am with you, Time Voyager. Again, I am, I am, dude. I'm saying it probably happened. It was just covered up by the government. So, time, come on. Come on the show. I want to hear about uh, what else is coming on 2096. <laughs> well, others seem to be more worried about the TV animal claim. Oh, no, not zombie pigs. He is zombie pig. Me, too. Yeah. Like, I wonder 
it really makes me wonder, is it really a zombie that, like you said, would walk around normally saying brave, or they, does it have some sort of mutation that makes it just act like a zombie? Like, I'm curious now. Ask questions. Yeah. So we need to have, we need, we need to do a, a ref, uh, ref, a Ryan Effect freaking awesome show collab and have Time Voyager on the shows and just yes. ask these questions. Yes, we'll have a crossover. Exactly. The, the universe is like a, a multiverse of <laughs> Another user was keen to know more about an upcoming major sporting event by asking, who wins the World Cup 2020? Let's kind of – I mean, come on. Time Voyager has other things to worry about than who wins the World Cup. I mean, <laughs> I can tell you right now who won the World Cup. <laughs> Time Traveler from the year 2743 claimed that England will win this year's football year's men's football World Cup in Qatar, which starts later than normal in November due to the country's extreme summer heat. Well, they were wrong because England did not win. <laughs> I mean, maybe it's like the multiverse thing where different timelines were actually when England won at one point. I don't know. So, yeah. Time Voyagers, we need to have him on the show. Um, yeah. Yeah, we need, we need to track him down. Exactly. I'm going to go look up his YouTube, uh, uh, TikTok page. All right, I'm going to make him some milk. I got the we got the one okay. a terrifying ad for Flat Above Mortuary. Yep. All terrifying right. ad for Flat Above Mortuary says tenants must clean up after dead bodies. <clears throat> this one was by Freddie Bennett and features Sophie Morris. And it was from January of this year. When you're checking out a house or a flat to rent, there are lots of things to look out for, from bedroom size to natural light and kitchen space. The last thing you'd expect to be included in the deal, however, is a job as a cleaner or administrator for the mortuary downstairs where you are expected to clean up after dead bodies. That's exactly what some house hunters stumbled across as they as they take into social media to share their stock at a right move listing in Swinton, Wiltshire, which comes with a pretty unusual caretaker job. The apartment, which boasts high ceilings and a master bedroom, is a peculiar feeling service in Swinton and will set back the lucky tenant 600 pounds in rent per month, which is about like $723 and some change U.S. is above um, in rent per month, but you will be able to make some money back through a 10, do, 10, 10 pounds, 10 per hour job downstairs. What I found really funny about this is that the people didn't find it in a job posting to work in a mortuary. Say, mm. hey, I've got this job in the mortuary. You're kind of the admin. You're kind of the janitor. And you can get a place to rent if you would like to. They still just in a listing for houses for rent. I mean, that's uh, <laughs> that's one way to do it, I guess. Yeah. The work, work appears to involve showing doctors to the deceased, conducting mourners on chapel visits, and wiping down the mortuary and bridges. That oh is not all. However, you will also be expected to carry out administrative duties like answering phones, vacuuming the carpet, and mowing the lawn. Uh, you know, it's called fine print. 
Always read the fine print. Hours are on a week-on-week-off basis with two and a half hours every evening, Monday to Friday, as well as working on Saturday. So it's not like you have to do it, I guess, every day, every week. Other normal caretaking tasks apply, with a new employee expected to empty bins, clear leaves from the parking lot, and polish metals. But it's a pretty good-looking little flat, I guess. I mean, it looks it looks. I would just be so, yeah, I would be so, I would be so um, disturbed by just dealing with dead bodies all the time. I would just. Like like I said, I think it would be much more, they'd probably get more hits if they ran it as a job listing than a forward. (laughs) I wouldn't want, I wouldn't want to live there, you know? I mean, I just, I I feel like I would always be watched, you know? Yeah, Yeah, I'd be, I'd just be like. The people I dealt with during the day, the dead people, would still be there, like, watching me, and I'd be afraid to open my eyes at night because I'd be afraid they'd be, like, standing in the door, you know? You know those, those movies where you the lightning flashes and there's somebody, like, standing there that yeah. wasn't there before? Yeah. I'm afraid that would be, like, my life, like, all the time, you know? And I, You're going to go to bed and person that was there at the chapel the day before comes and is like, why was I Betty there? Exactly. Like, I have no idea. What <laughs> Who did you, are you? Why did you put me in that, why did you put me in, in that, in that, uh, in that terrible dress or something like that? And <laughs> like, no, I don't want to deal with that. Sorry. It's not. So after seeing the listing, many people on social media have shown their shock with many saying how bad a deal it is. Yeah, I'm right However, there with you. were more keen with one claiming that you might get to work with ghosts. One person wrote on Reddit, wow, I'm sure this might be a good deal for someone with a very specific lifestyle, but working six days a week with only two weeks off a year to have what amounts to 200 pounds left over per month. After paying rent, that is an extremely bad deal. Again, I am right there with you. I didn't. I would not want that job. <laughs> Even and, if it's only a couple hours a day, I would definitely expect to be rent-free or at least extremely cheap. <laughs> also, you've got to deal with ghosts, so it's even worse. A second replied, did you not read the clean, the mortuary bit? I'll take ghosts over that. Uh, uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, you have to deal with that, too. It's like, all right, well, you're not sleeping because the ghosts are hovering over you, which, again, yeah. I'm in the paranormal, but I don't want to deal with it, you know, constantly. And I know there are people who do con- deal with it constantly, you know, see, see, no, see spirits all the time. Right? Thank goodness that there are people out there who want to be morticians, and they want to do that. And, you know, most it's a calling. It's, yeah. I, I worked with a girl years ago, and she was in more in, – Mortuary school. She was at our, one of our HR people, but she was going to school for that. And once you met her, like I knew she would be perfect. Uh, like she just had that demeanor about her. And thank goodness there are people that do it. But like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. A third social media user said, "You have to pay to live at work above a mortuary." <laughs> yeah. Um, it appears they approached the funeral service. They were approached for comment, but I guess they didn't get one. 
No comment. No comment on that. <laughs> yeah, I would not want that job. No, no. So, don't sign me up. In the fine print, apparently, it says that if you were looking for a house, you saw it, you're like, yeah, no. But can you imagine if it wasn't? Like, it seems like this extremely great deal. You walk in and, oh, yeah, by the way, we just need you to clean up the mortuary, cut the grass, uh, yeah, you know. Just minor things. Everybody to the dead people. Yeah, I mean, you know, <laughs> standard stuff. The most of you that see me, they use in the back of the Declaration of Independence and in, in National Treasure. We've got to like put the lemon juice on it and, and put the blow dryer. Then, then it all shows up what, what's really happening. Like, oh, you didn't see it. It's all right there. You didn't read it. It's not our fault. We put it there, plain as day. All you need is a lemon, a lemon wedge and a hair dryer and. And who doesn't read stuff like that without a lemon wedge and a hair dryer? I mean, come on. Everyone does that. Oh, one more to go, and we'll be done with the fun and excitement of supernatural news. This is from actually from July 2022, so we're going way back. Spooky ghost in photo from an abandoned house on an island has investigators convinced. Now, are you on the article? Can you see it? Yeah. All right. Is, is that is that a picture of the same? So right here, that's a person. And then that over her shoulder. Yes. Her head. The deformed okay. Edgar. The, it, to me, it looks like it's the deformed Edgar Allan Poe. Oh yeah. With like, I don't know, who got stung by a bee? Because he's all puffed up. He's allergic to bee stings. Yeah. <laughs> that's how he really died. So the ghost of Edgar Allan Poe, just kidding, a ghost was reportedly spotted in a photo from an abandoned house on an island, isolated island, in Chagoel Island on Lop Carib in County Go- – what is that? That is a long-ass name. Itchigawil Island on Lop Carib in County Galway. Okay. While they are carrying out a paranormal investigation, they say they previously captured some unexplainable things in the spot and returned to do a full paranormal investigation. Nine members of the public joined PS2 or PSII investigators in a different location on the island to the one they had previously scanned. I'm guessing this is in England. Do me. Although I'm going to Galway. You keep talking. I'm going to Google that. Hmm? Which one does Well, good, because you're supposed to be sleeping. Hang on. Just hang on with me real quick. Okay. Um, this time they visited the ruins of a house using cameras and, a various, and various high-tech tools like K2 meters to measure EMF and an SLS camera. The team quickly bought comb. I almost said bombed. No. Quickly combed the area for odd goings on, reports the Irish mayor. Maybe it's Ireland. It is. I was getting ready to say Galway is in Ireland. Okay. But I think island, I think like tropical for some, it just goes back to where my mind goes. But I guess there are different islands all over the place out there. Yeah. The SLS camera works by projecting its own invisible infrared laser grid over a wide field of view. And with very apt images of people 
not in physical form, Richard Morrison from PSI told us. Uh, to do. We decided to take numerous pictures of the area that was showing up, showing this high activity. And this is, how we cap, this is how we captured this image, he explained. The picture, you see two, in the picture, you see two members of the public. One of them told us she was feeling very uncomfortable by the doorway. And she was shocked when we, when we showed her this picture. I mean, you've got Edgar Allan Poe behind you suffering from, suffering from a bee sting. So, I mean, I'd be uncomfortable too. And when you look at that that view of it, he looks angry. Yeah. He's not happy. I mean, that reaction. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'd, I'd be a little annoyed too if I'm dealing with, you know, epileptic shot or whatever you whatever you get when you uh, you get an allergic reaction. He's like he's peering around the corner, you know. Hello. Hello. All nine members of the public said exactly the same thing. Uh, but they see a face of a male. See, all nine members of the public said exactly the same thing of what they see: a face of a male. Okay, get ready, right? Photograph appears to show a face-like shape behind the woman's head, as well as a strange red mist. Yeah, I see the mist. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see here. Oh, it's sheep. It's right, let me go back. Hit, hit the uh, the pop up metal the the pop up menu showed up. I hit the wrong button. The island itself is very rich with history. It is an early Christian settlement dating back to the fifth century and has a connection to Saint Patrick. Or it was a Christian settlement. The island was inhabited by pagans or druids. So interesting. I can see. I definitely see it. I, mean, I can see how some people would, would maybe say it's uh, pareidolia, but I don't know. I can see it's look, it looks like the eyes and the nose and the mustache. I mean, yeah. it just looks like it's like someone took someone's head. And blew it up into like a balloon, you know. It just like it almost looks like a, almost looks like a cartoon to me, you know. Yeah, it does. We go here, sharing. So this that was um, first experience of supernatural news. Um, was expecting RG to join us, but you know. It happens. Well, so. He wanted to get the details, man. I know. You know, he wants you know, he to. He was all about them. The yeah. Adams family. The all, world's largest Ouija board and tarot card. The zombie pigs. Zombie pigs. I mean, really. I can tell all his friends about it. It's <laughs> daycare to, next to, uh, tomorrow. So, our next one, our next Supernatural News is going to be March 28th. If you're available, we'd love to have you back I on. Perfect. I yeah. Perfect. All right. Well, I think we're going to sign off here. Thank you for All coming right. on and joining us, Absolutely. Rhonda. Appreciate it. Good to see you, RJ. When does uh, the when does um, the Ryan effect come back again? 
April the 9th. April the 9th. We had Howie at the, the cabin filming some stuff for the show. He said, so it would be good to have you guys back at the cabin again. or they miss you out there. Um, yeah, we were out there Sunday for just a little bit um, to meet with Susan, who's helping us put everything together. And he was taking the pictures then so that we could have the same background like yeah. we were not at the cabin. So, yeah, we were there, there for a little while Saturday. Sunday. It was pretty quiet. We were only there for about an hour and a half. Okay. Yeah, but it was pretty quiet. I think he was there longer than that, but I was only there about an hour and a half. But it, it was very – I mean, it's like it always is. You walk in, and it either feels comfortable or uncomfortable. It was comfortable, but it was quiet. Yeah, I think there's been as many people out there as lately, so I think it's, it's just more of a, you know, lack of people type thing. So yeah. hopefully I'll pick up soon coming up here in the spring months. People come out more and get out yeah. there. And we've got an event coming up in April. Um, so hopefully you guys will make, make it make it to that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So. All right. Well, we will talk to you guys later. And uh, have a good night. We'll be back here next week. Same freaking awesome time. Same freaking awesome channel. Good night. Bye, guys. Bye, everybody. All right, no more phone. Time for bed. Come on.